Welcome to the Grace Life Podcast. My name is Bill Parkey, and I'm the senior pastor of Grace Life Pentecostal Church in Memphis, Tennessee. We are so glad that you are tuned in today to listen. If this message impacts you in any way, we encourage you to share it with your friends and family. Now listen and enjoy today's podcast. If you would stand, we're going to go to the word of the Lord uh, just quickly today. And uh, again, I will not take a long time. And at the conclusion, we're going to be giving gifts to all of our first responders and then just having a time of prayer over them. Mark chapter 2, begin reading with verse number 1. The Bible says, and again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. How many is glad Jesus is in the house today? Amen. And straightway many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. Turn to somebody beside you and say, he preached the word unto them. And they came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four first responders. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, somebody say their faith. It wasn't the man's faith, it was their faith. He said unto the sick of the palsy, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain scribes sitting there reasoning in their hearts. Why did this man speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, why reason these things in your heart? What's easier, to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or say, arise, take up thy bed and walk. And I'll just stop to say today, whatever your need is, whether it's physical or whether it's spiritual, I have a God that's able to do both. I said, I have a God that's able to do both. Amen. But that you may know, that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, He saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise, take up thy bed, and go thy way into thine house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. I would like to be in a church service like that where we leave and say, man, I've never been to a church service quite like that. I've never seen something happened quite like that. And uh, the assistant was saying, we need a revival in Memphis. And I believe that he was on point today because I think something's getting ready to happen in Memphis. And we're going to be able to say, I've never seen a revival like that. I've never seen God move like that. Come on, why not let Memphis be the epicenter of revival for a nation that needs to come back to God, that needs to find God again And I believe that it can be a start even here today. And so I want to just speak for just a few moments on Jesus is still the answer. Jesus is still the answer. Amen. You may be seated. We've already mentioned it. We love our city. Appreciate those that work so hard to keep us safe. I looked up a definition for a first responder is a person with with specialized training who is among the first to arrive and provide assistance at the scene of an emergency. 
such as an accident, natural disaster, terrorism. First responders typically include law enforcement officers, paramedics, EMTs, and firefighters. So today we honor these brave men and women who serve and protect. I've already mentioned it, that this weekend is the 20th anniversary of a terrible time in our, in our nation's history when we were unprovoked and attacked. But I have watched as our country has emerged from that. And in those moments immediately following, we saw the heroes emerge from the police and fire, as has been mentioned. And so, uh, but they, they still continue to stand on the wall and they continue to stay and serve. And we appreciate it. I was thinking about first responders, that God responds to first responders. Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. And I thought as these people respond to the call of people's needs and circumstances, and I wanted to actually research the advent of 911 and how that had come into fruition and how that had been perfected and what an amazing, I think uh, they have response times and they have benchmarks of what, how many minutes, four minutes, eight minutes, whatever it is, and hopefully they're able to get on scene from the time someone calls to the time someone responds. And I thought of that in our own personal life, that there are so many needs that are in our city and there are so many people that are in need of God to do something in their life. And there's got to be people that are not so much concerned about themselves, but they'll say, I'll be a first responder. And I'll pay attention to those that are around me that if God would help me, that God would help me to reach these kinds of people. Andre Crouch wrote a song, and it was entitled, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for the world today. And so today I want to propose that Jesus is still the answer. I said Jesus is still the answer. Amen. And as pastor today, I want to say that we must have a compassionate concern for our city. The word compassion is a sympathetic pity or concern for the suffering or misfortune of others. When I read the story that we have read today from Mark chapter 2, I see men who were not concerned about themselves, but they were concerned about the needs of others. Very simply, I, I just thought just in the last few weeks as I was preparing, this is not profound, but I thought about what a first responder is. They put the needs of others above their own. And then they will use any means necessary to help those in need. These firemen have equipment that will break through walls and will uh, jaws of life that will get into a vehicle that seems impossible to get someone out of that vehicle. But a first responder will use any means necessary to help those in need. And then they will take that person, and I have this, and for time's sake, I'm not going to e example or illustrate too much, but might have been something similar to this that those men in Mark chapter 2 said we can't get this man to Jesus through normal means and so they said we're going to tear the roof off and we're going to put him down to where Jesus is 
And as a pastor, I'm concerned about my community. I'm concerned about people. You see someone with palsy, it was a paralysis. It was a a condition that they were not able to get anywhere on their own, but they didn't have the the, the medical uh, advantages that we have now and the the, uh, ADA laws and things that make things accessible. And so this man was dependent on someone to get him to Jesus. You see, a first responder, not only do they put the needs of others above their own, and not only are they willing to do whatever is necessary to get someone that needs help to the place that, that they can get them to, but they will do what they can, but they will take this person to someone that can do more for them than what they're able to do for them. And I'm amazed at the talents and the abilities and in the field and IVs and triage and all the things that someone is able and someone is trained. But the first thing they're going to do is they're going to get them to a hospital and they're going to get them to a place that is going to be able to do something more for them than what they're able to do for them. And then at the end of the day, what a first responder does, they put the needs of others above their own. They use any means necessary to help those in need. And then they take that person to someone that can do more for them than they can themselves. And then at the end of the day, everybody celebrates and everybody is thankful because there was somebody that was a first responder. And so as I look at this scripture, there are different people that represent different things in this scripture. Number one, there was the cripple, the man that was paralyzed and he needed help. And as I look at our city of Memphis, I see many that are crippled by addictions and abuse and the effects of sin on their lives. And many times things that happen to people are of no fault of their own, but nonetheless, it's affected them and they find themselves in a place that really on their own, they're incapable or incapable of really finding the help that they need. But I'm preaching to us today and I'm thankful for these people, but I'm preaching to all of us today that that everybody could be a first responder. You see, as I look around this room today, I see people that God has picked you up out of sin. And I've seen people that God's picked you up out of brokenness. And most people do not come to God by themselves, but it's a friend, it's a family member, it's somebody that said, hey, I know somebody, Jesus is still the answer. And I know somebody that can do more for you than what I can do for you. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put my hands with somebody else's hands and one by one. And sometimes we can be overwhelmed by the mass of people that need help. And I'm reminded of a story of starfish that during a storm were pushed onto a shore. And if they did not get back into the water, they were going to die. And there was a man walking along the shoreline and he was one by one throwing them back and someone challenged him and said man that's that's an overwhelming task you'll never make a difference and you'll never be able to get all of those he said no but I can make a difference for that one and I can make a difference for that one and sometimes and I I feel just a ministry spirit even to minister to our first responders I want to say thank you you may not have been able to save everybody but the one that you did save there's a family at home saying thank you for being there Thank you for taking the call. Thank you for sacrificing time with your family to save our families. 
And a first responder, they put the needs of others before their own. They use any means necessary to get to those in need. And then they take that person to someone that can do more for them than they can do themselves. And at the end of the day, everybody celebrates. One of the characters in this story or the people that are in this story is the one that troubles me the most. Because it was the people that were sitting around listening to Jesus teach. I call them the careless. They're happy that they're with Jesus, but they have no clue that they're in the way of the man who really needs Jesus. The very people that were there worshiping Jesus The very people who were there listening to Jesus were the roadblock that kept the man from coming to Jesus. See, somebody's got to say, it's not always about me and it's not always about what I'm going to get. We have churches on every corner in this city, but we need to make a bigger difference. And I don't want, while I'm being blessed and while I'm hearing what Jesus says, I don't want my structure. You see, they had, to, they had to break through the structure to get to Jesus because it was the crowd, it was the people that kept them from getting the man's need. You see, sometimes we think and we structure and, and it's, not, it's not an evil intent. It's just... It's just the way it is. And we all are consumed with what we need. We're all consumed with what we want. And that's why we would take time. And that's why we would spend resources from our church to say, we want to be a giver, not a taker. And we want to be a blessing and not just be blessed. Because the reason you are blessed is to be a blessing. And when God has picked you up and when God has done something in your life, I would just say it this way, that God has marked you to be a, another first responder. You see, God loves first responders. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these other things are going to be added unto you. And sometimes we're seeking the other things and we're caught up in our success. We're caught up in our business. We're caught up in our future. We're caught up in our retirement while we're watching abstractly people go to hell and people who are paralyzed by life and paralyzed by their upbringing paralyzed by by where they've been but you know what all it takes is one person to say i'm gonna make a difference marshawn i hate to pick on you all the time but buddy come here i'm proud of you Our church knows, but my son and his wife just moved to Nashville to become a youth pastor of a church there. We love them. We miss them. When they moved to Memphis, they moved to Orange Mound. And a lot of people question, why'd you move to Orange Mound? But they just felt like that was where they needed to be, and that was where the harvest field was, and that was where people that needed help was. And they moved in a house that happened to be a, a former pastor's home, and they took on the identity of being the pastor's home in that community and this young man lived across the street he's an athlete he plays baseball he plays football he runs track he has a golf cage out in the front yard of his house if you make millions buddy pay your tithes praise god amen amen that's all i'm saying amen that's all i'm saying but i've watched marshawn from the first day he came here 
not knowing what to expect or how he was going to be treated, but now he owns the place, it feels like, and he just runs around here like. You see, they may not have made a difference to everybody, but they made a difference to Marshawn. And you know what? Marshawn's going to make a difference. I heard that recruiter saying, I need people to sign up. This might be one of them right here because this is a good one. The other two people that were there, and I won't spend a lot of time on this, but one was the critic. Isn't it amazing that when good is happening, there's always people that are going to say, why are you doing it that way? And why? And I think you could do it better. And they, they, they contribute nothing to the solution, but they sure have a, a big mouth to criticize what's going on. And I just want to say it in the advent of people that are against police and against uh, the government and against all the things that are going on and trying to defund this and defund that. I'm saying we appreciate you and we are we, we love you and we're thankful for you and please do not listen to all that noise because there's a bunch of people that say thank you today for all that you do and all that you are and for keeping us safe and standing on the wall we appreciate it we appreciate it just stay standing I'm coming to a close so you had the cripple you had the careless who didn't really care about the man's need and were in the way actually and then you had the critics but then you had that compassionate person those four men that it wasn't their need but it was for somebody else that they said I'm going to make a difference for him and that's what today's all about the compassionate were the ones who said it's not about me but this man needs to get to Jesus and the Bible says that when Jesus saw their faith it wasn't the man's faith it was their faith when he saw their faith he said to the man, thy sins be forgiven thee and take up your bed. And that man was healed because Jesus is still the answer. And when we've done all we can do and we've gone as far as we can go, I want to tell you there's a place that you can take people. I've watched in this church as people from all different walks of life, rich, young, poor, old. Several services ago, we had 17 nationalities represented in our church because we are a multicultural, multi-generational church because that's what heaven's going to be like. And so there's a lot of people that have their issues and have their problems. And sometimes, let me just say this, sometimes our own backgrounds and upbringings and we see people that are different than us it can cause us to maybe not not respond to them in the correct way but sometimes when you see somebody I was on an airplane Saturday there was a young man behind us intoxicated loud rude and others were very annoyed with him but there was something inside of me said what's happened to him who hurt him what what is he what has he been through and so let me just help us instead of recoiling from people who are not like you you see a first responder can't say well i'm going to help them or i'm not going to help them they have to help everybody am i right you have to help everybody and i can't say because they come from here or they come from there because they're a certain color or they're whatever you want to classify people 
No, a first responder says, I don't care who you are. Because that's what Jesus said. Come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And so today is about saying thank you, but today is also about saying yes. And saying, God, I'm going to be somebody that's going to put other people's needs above my own. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to get them to where they need to go. And God, when I've done all that I can do, I'm going to take them to somebody that can do more than I can do for them. And then at the end of the day, the Bible says they were all amazed. You know what will help Memphis? Is if we'll all be concerned about the need of others instead of the need of ourselves. If we'll say we're willing to look at things differently in our box that we've built and our institutions that we've built that have almost become so obsolete that nothing can get done. We're willing to look at things a different way. and We're willing to bust through the roof. I pray for you, Chief, as you make changes and adjustments. But I think they're needed, and I think God's going to give you wisdom, and we're going to pray for that. That whatever roof has to be torn off to get people the help that they need, we're going to do it. And at the end of the day, you're going to do all you can do. I'm going to do all I can do. But we're going to take them to Jesus because he can do so much more than what we can We hope this podcast has blessed you in some way. If you would like to connect with us or want more information about Grace Life, visit us online at mygrace.life. Thank you for tuning in and God bless.